This is episode 158 with Bobby Hobart. You're tuned into Forever Athlete Radio, where together we go far. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer, Forever Athlete founder, and your personal flow coach, helping you optimize your life one conversation at a time. Remember, text or call in to join the show with any questions at 301-747-0718. Today, we get dialed in with Bob Bay, an absolute legend and incredible good vibe dude out here in Venice, California. He describes himself as a wannabe podcaster with a dream all the way back in 2016 when he first entered the space. That's right. He was podcasting long before it was the thing to do, and he refused to, quote unquote, just get a job. So he really launched his first show, Purpose in the Youth Podcast, which really focused on unfolding the stories of passionate people in hopes where he'd unearth and uncover his own passion. He spent the next three and a half years interviewing over 150 successful people while driving for Uber full-time for a total of 19000 in two rides to fund that creative career. He comes to you today not only having found really his passion for podcasting along the way, but actually turning that into a full career of podcasting in the space. Through his current show, The Bearded Man Podcast, he's here to help you reach your inner potential as he shares the stories of people who are in pursuit of manifesting their dreams, as well as having solo episodes where he dives into the tactics and tricks on how we can all become better together and reach our inner potential. Now, before we jump into this episode fully, we do have some exciting news here. The Forever Athlete book is available right now for pre-order. Forever Athlete, Tap Into Your True Identity Daily is a collection of stories from 18 unique peak performers' journeys, all found in one place, in one resource. This book is intended to be a reference as you continue on your journey of self-growth and self-discovery. And remember, you're so much more than an athlete or your physical body. This book really serves as a real-life resource to owning who you are. So go ahead, reserve, and get your signed, that's right, your signed pre-order copy over at foreverathletela.com. That will be linked below in the show notes. Now, let's fire it up here and welcome Babe to the show. Lights, camera, action. Babe. Yeah, baby. My man. Thanks What's good? Me. Thank you for coming out here. Uh, I love doing these in-person podcasts. So I know. The fact that you're here, we're trying a new layout, too, for... After we are done recording with these more legit, we're hopping in the ice bath. It's great. We'll do rapid fire in the Sign ice bath. Sign me up. It's going to be sick. Oh, God. Yeah, dude, that's going to be interesting. How are you? Doing great, man. You're uh, in between marathon training now. You got another one coming up. You yeah. just did LA. Yeah. Yeah. It's The LA marathon was, without a doubt, the greatest physical and mental challenge of my life. And I'm so happy that I did it. Just crossing that finish line just opened my mind to what is possible when you actually commit to a goal, mm. stay consistent, train, do the work, and then putting on this next marathon on the calendar. It's it's almost – I was describing to somebody the other day, it's putting guardrails on my life where mm. I like to have fun. I like to go out on the weekends, but it's also – it forces me to make good decisions. So I have the discipline enough that you know if I need to make decisions and not yeah. go out and not party and do all that jazz, I can do it. But – Something about having that, and I know, you, I mean, respect to you, you were a D1 athlete. I never took athletic that serious. after mm-hmm. When I was in high school, I kind of stopped. But uh, having, like, this marathon stuff on my counter, it's like, this is <laughs> sick, you know? It's 
It's giving me something to work for. Don't sell yourself short here, man. There's a reason that you're sitting across from me on Forever Athlete Radio. Like, since I met you through our mutual friend JT at his birthday party, and we've followed along with each other, I've just been blown away by your consistency. Like, you just show up, and I can almost count when I open up Instagram – your your face is going to be there, yeah. And on your stories, there's going to be some sort of Strava data, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> or some yoga on there, and then just this whole message of being like dialed in, yeah. stay dialed, and all yeah. this. I want to ask, where did that come from? Like, when did that first start for you? Where take us back a little bit. Yeah, that's that's a good question. You you uh you you met me at a very interesting time in my life where. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you pretty much are – it's actually really interesting to hear that perspective because yeah. you're now seeing and hearing the per, the individual who pretty much has spent the last five years just going all in on himself, postgraduate in college, not knowing what I wanted to do. And uh, I had no social media experience. I had no creative experience. I was into lifting weights in college, but I wasn't doing yoga. I wasn't running like I am. So it really all just stems back to – me graduating college, not knowing what I wanted to do with my life, entering the social media space, starting a podcast, navigating that. I was driving Uber full time for three years of that. And along the way, a lot of, we were talking about Gary Vee earlier. He put, put this mindset into me in 2016, document the journey. Right. Mm. And that has been exactly what you're saying. You see on the Instagram, Strava data, the yoga, the podcasting, whatever, It's never been about how many people are paying attention. It's about the people that are paying attention. Who do they see me as? We spend so much of our days and our lives just by ourselves working, doing our thing. And I have found a way to just show people that and build my brand through it. And there have been so many opportunities that I've gotten just by me documenting my journey. Uh, When I completed the marathon, because we were just talking about one of my buddies was, was like, you did this right in the sense of like you showed people all the work behind the scenes mm. so that when you cross that finish line, people that have been following along felt like they were part of that journey. Instead of you just like saying, I'm going to do a marathon. Nobody hears about it for months. Then you do the marathon. You're like, yeah, he did it. But they didn't see like the behind the scenes of it. So I guess all that to say, it's just been, it's been a journey of me just trying to figure out who, do, who, who am I in the world? What do I represent? What do I want to do? And along that way, I started to figure out, like, I just want to be myself in a public manner and show people the highs, the lows, and everything in between. And especially the stay dialed in, dialed in mindset, that's very much this year. Mm. That, 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 that's why it's an interesting thing. When, once I moved to Venice, I feel like everything was finally coming to fruition. And yeah. in a sense of, like, a, a lot of years of just uh, trying to navigate who I am and what I want to do and building community. And then this whole stay dialed in mindset was the product of like f- kind of putting time and effort into those areas of my life that I had neglected for so long. And now mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, we can stay dialed in in all these different buckets of our life. It just matters Friday right now, 3 PM. I'm more dialed in on this podcast than three hours ago. I might've been more dialed in on personal projects or, or working. And so, um, it's been a journey, man. It's been a, it's been a great journey. Dude, I'm thankful for that journey. And I, I love, learning the bits and pieces of the journey to get to this point yeah. in time. Because, yeah, when I met you at JT's party, it was like, okay, cool. Here's this other guy who podcasts. And yeah. then you told me how long you've been podcasting. I was like, holy shit, that's, yeah. that's a long time. <laughs> it's, it's very rare, at least to me, 
in my shoes, like having now done this for about two years, it's rare that I meet other people that are like, oh yeah, especially in the past year mm. when people are like, oh yeah, I podcast. I just started. I have four mm. episodes under my belt, five episodes. I know we all have to start somewhere. Totally. But I was blown away that, you know, you have been doing it for as long as you have. And it is really cool to see. I would ask you this. I know you got the tattoos, you got the 1% better, you got the winning streak and all this. Yeah. When's, when's the dialed in? When's the state t- dialed in? That's a good question. Um, I feel like sometime after the new year, would, mm. would pro- it'll probably happen. And it's more about just uh, placement and where do I want to get that. Um, a lot of the tattoos that I have are a lot of words and numbers and like mottos. Uh, I just started two weeks ago, like a whole, like left, not whole left sleeve, but like whole left arm. And that's imagery and that's visuals. Uh, So I I wanted to start, I didn't want my whole body to be like a walking, talking billboard of like, stay dialed in, winning streak, 1%, gratitude. Like, just like, I love them. I love them all. But I I wanted to start putting some, you know, art to my body. And then um, once I'm finished with this, something within stay dialed in or dialed in will come. And I think it'll probably sometime after New Year, just figure out placement and, um, once again, just not wanting to be a walking, talking billboard. Yeah. How does it feel to kind of cut this accumulation of this journey from college to now you're having now, like, do you think dialed in? Is it fair to say? It's like, it's your baby. Like that's your motto. That's what you're living by. And over the journey, it was like at one point, the 1% better spoke mm. to you with BPN mm. at another point winning streak spoke to you. Yeah. How does it feel now to have like your thing? Mm. That's such a good question. It's almost like you go through seasons of life, right? Where, mm. um, I don't know throughout this journey if I've really ever had kind of a brand or like a, like the stay dialed in dialing in is, has somehow, come to life as like the thing that I'm running with. And yeah. I've been thinking about it a lot recently. It's like, I'm first off, I'm not the one that I didn't create this, right? Like yeah, dialing yeah. in, it has been always thrown around. Yeah. But I think what happens is you just make a decision of like committing to a slogan, a saying it's like Nick bear, you know, he chose go one more. And on day one of him deciding that's going to be my brand. It doesn't mean anything, but when you continuously, yeah. you know, say it over and over and you ingrain it in people and you message it and you, and you show it in your brand, people now go, go one more. And they think of Nick bear or they think of Nick bear and they go, go one more. So this has just, it, it, it kind of just clicked a couple months ago and I was like, this is it. This is what I needed, yeah. what I need to do. And then I've just been like, I'm like repeating it so much that people are like, yeah, we get it. Stay dialed in, dialed in. And now that's where now I, it's great to hear that you're, you're telling me that it's like you, it's your thing. And I'm like, yeah, it slowly has become my thing. But the, I'd say the last couple of years, there, there was never really a brand or like a slogan that I live by. Um, I think these are all like micro things I live by the 1% better per day. You win the morning, you win the day. That's kind of like my philosophy. I'm like, it doesn't matter what time you wake up in the morning. I think it's just about yeah. what do you spend those first two to three hours of your day doing? I think it's, it creates the momentum for the day. So I, I think it's, it, it really couldn't have been better timing for this whole stay dialed in thing to come into life because the whole entire message is as as much as we go through seasons of our life right where it's like you're going to go through one season where it's maybe all career focus you're going to go one th- through one season where it's relationship focus you're going to go through another uh season where maybe it's like your family because something's happening in your family the whole 
push is just making sure you're not neglecting mm. certain buckets of your life. When I first moved to LA, I was neglecting community. I was neglecting dating. I was neglecting new experiences because I was trying to navigate my career. I was trying to navigate building it. And so I feel very fortunate. I'm very grateful that I'm in a position now where I can really balance myself across and trying to stay dialed in in all these different buckets. Yeah. A couple of things come to mind there. The first you touched on, you kind of alluded to like all of these things that we've been talking about so far are just small micro moments to make up Bye yeah. Bye, yeah. to make up who you are. Totally. And that's a lot of what this podcast is about. It's forever athlete to me is to show people that yes, you can be athletic, but there's definitely more to you than just being able to go and run seven or eight miles yeah. or a marathon or whatever it may be. But I think it's so cool that you have pulled from each of these different things, these different experiences and have been able to then create yeah. something that is truly authentically all you Yeah. in that process. And the other thing that you touched on is the neglecting different pieces of your life. How have you now, you mentioned being in a position now, that mm-hmm. you are able to dial it in in mm-hmm. all of these areas. How is that different now versus maybe four years ago when you were just forget community, forget dating. I'm here to freaking grind and yeah. hustle and work and yeah. figure that out. Such a good question, man. And, and props to you because I think the forever athlete mindset, I just want to go off that for one second. Yeah. I think um, even being somebody that wasn't really – like I said, I, I played sports all the way up and through high school, mm-hmm. kind of stopped after like sophomore year. I, I never was like a true athlete, but, and what I mean by that, I, I just never was fully committed. It was more about the community of people I was playing sports with versus the actual sport. Yeah. And that's why I always, I always did it. Uh, but I think for anyone that listens and hears this, uh, maybe you're, you're a D1 athlete and you're navigating post-college career life and what that looks like. Any athlete has so many of the same characteristics, hardworking, driven, uh, mm-hmm. commitment. Um, there's just so many characteristics of an athlete. So if you're hearing this, like props you because you're going to be just fine in, in whatever bucket of your life that you want to uh, pursue or anything that you want to pursue in your life. Back to your question. Um, four years ago, I was driving Uber full time. Uh, I was one year into podcasting. I had just moved to LA. Mm-hmm. So there there was not any room for me to gamble in the sense of when you have this light bulb moment, this idea of whatever that life is that you want to create. For me, it was building a podcast, growing it, seeing where it was going to take me. A year seems like a long time, but even I'm sure you can think back to the first year of podcasting. You've, you're just scratching the surface. Like you're just trying to build a name, a brand. You're trying to, the greatest moment I had was when I went from pitching people, um, I'm going to create a podcast about X, Y, and Z to I had created a podcast about X, Y, and Z, right? There was, that was that switch where I was like I had put action to what I said I was going to do, and now I had something to showcase to the world. And so pretty much for the, for the first three and a half years of podcasting, I was, I was driving Uber full-time to pay my bills, to um, fund everything creatively, college loans, all that stuff. And you can make – an honest living driving Uber, but you're just sacrifice. The money to be made is the hours you're driving yeah. when nobody else wants to do it. The Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, when everyone's out having fun, you're driving. So there wasn't really any time I had felt yeah. to really put time into these other buckets of my life. So 
you know, now that I have, I work for Liquid IV full time. You know, I have a salary that there, there's there's a nut there's a there is a beauty in having stability with a career because you have you know money's coming in right and of course we always want to make more money and yeah. buy x things but i went from a place of every single ride of uber i'm counting the dollars i'm making to yeah. i see what i'm coming in i can budget i can like check that off and not worry about every minute of every day making money to get by to now like i've created more space yeah. to then creatively creatively do things to go to new experiences to then date to do all this other stuff but that's the biggest shift is that I didn't have the space mm. and I also didn't feel that I had proven enough to myself and to the world of what I could do podcasting. So I was like, I'm just going to, I knew when I graduated college and the light bulb hit of like, I want to start this podcast in 2016. I said, there is nobody getting in my way right now. The party has ended. I, I you know, I had so much fun in college, but I was like, yeah. this is, if this is a now or never moment. And I'm so grateful that I figured that out at 23 because I'm going into 28 next Saturday, and it's like I'm seeing kids my age that didn't go the route of, like, betting on themselves. Now, tr big question mark. They spent the last five years having a good time, partying, working careers, but now they're like, what do I do next? So big difference in, those, in, in that four years of just having security versus back then just felt like I had to prove everything to the world and to myself. Yeah, and as a creative, too, I feel like – when you are in that position where the financial question isn't this big looming question mark over you, yeah. like the stark cloud of sorts, and you have to create from the space of almost like your back's against the wall. If this like this thing doesn't pop off, if you know, imagine if you were still driving Uber last year when everything shut down, that you know that would have been a, even more question marks around you. So to be able to have a position now where that question is at least answered with more consistency it allows you this creative freedom at least on the surface have you felt that that since doing liquid iv full-time you're now able to be more creative in yeah. that space yeah it's there's some. there is something to be said about having your back against the wall mm -hmm. pressure creates diamonds and and that's that's the way I felt, you know, like it wasn't like I was miserable for those three years, three and a half years of driving Uber. Like I really, I, I made the best of the situation. A lot of that was through the Gary Vee mindset. Yeah. Right. And it was just like owning my truth. I was documenting, you know, the nights and days of me driving Uber. I was showing people me eating lunch on the side of the road in my car. Like, yeah, I, I'll have to show you some of these clips someday so you can get a little we'll, taste. We'll of, try to maybe sprinkle, sprinkle, man. Sprinkle man. YouTube, I'll, I'll send you some there. It, it is, it is a different life that I lived back then. Um, so I think it, it really goes both ways. Yeah. You know, having that fire under my ass, every day I pretty much I, – I, my slogan was podcaster by day, Uber driver by night. So <laughs> I pretty much gave myself um, the mornings to early, early afternoon to actually drive – or excuse me, to create. And then usually around 2 to 3 o'clock is when I was like, all right, time to hit, hit the road. And I drive till 10, 11 o'clock at night. So, you know, if I'm sitting down on my computer after working out, doing my morning routine at, you know, 9, 10 a.m. to start working, I know the clock. At yeah. 2 o'clock, we got to hit the road. So it's like four hours. Let's go. And it's a little bit different now. The structure is different, and there is, still is that pressure. So I think you have to, even even now, having you know financial stability and yeah. um, having the space to create, I create my best by building pressure, by that knowing was... tomorrow morning from 
6 a.m. to 8 a.m., that's when I'm working on prepping for X podcast or that's when I'm working on these other creative ideas. So both sides still finding ways to create that pressure. Yeah, I think uh, so much goes to be said about you. Like it's your choice to create the pressure now versus the situation determined how you were able to play earlier. Um, Two, I wouldn't wouldn't even say two different mindsets, but obviously two different scenarios. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm just so pumped by to witness the journey. Talk to me too about now the podcasting journey. You just got a Spotify award, like. (laughs) Last week, oh, I got to tell you about that one, man. I want to hear the backstory. No, well, wanna... This is this is this is gonna be a big. Uh, this is gonna throw people for a loop right here. Let's go. This is what I like to call marketing tactics. Breaking news, people. Marketing strategy. <laughs> Five six weeks ago, I had the realization that Spotify Unwrapped is coming. Mm. Perception is reality. It's unbelievable how this this has. Yeah. It 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 actually went the opposite direction of where I thought it was gonna go. <laughs> I made the plaque. I strategically knew Let's that Spotify go. Unwrapped was coming very soon. And if you read the fine print, and I maybe I should have worded it different so people yeah. like didn't just read. See, this is the problem. People read the headline, and they didn't read the rest of it. Podcaster of the Year Award, right? Yeah. Underneath, for being the most slept on podcaster in 2021. That was like supposed to be the joke, like <laughs> the most slept on podcast in the world. I should have, looking back, I forget that people just read headlines. I should have put uh, most slept on podcast of the year. Mm. That maybe would have like thrown people like, oh, this is a joke. But I made that to like kind of joke with people. <laughs> and it was the most liked photo I've had on my Instagram. The most amount of con- – uh, well, let me take that back. There's one other photo, another marketing tactic. The, the other photo that has the most likes, I ran into Gary Vee. I got a selfie with him. I, I posted a photo. I said, Gary Vee said he'll jump on a podcast with me if he gets tagged 100 times. He never said that to me. <laughs> I got 100 tags within probably, I kid you not, Corey, it was probably eight minutes. I then go, I'm going to add a zero, 1,000 comments. Get 1,000 within two hours. I said, screw this. I'm going to change it to 2,000, and it kept going. So all that to say, <laughs> purely marketing strategies, people might hate me for it, but it, it – it just goes to show you how – and I, I respect to the people that yeah. – the, the most interesting thing about it was the people that were liking and commenting that I have not seen their name in years. <laughs> and so for anyone that listens, I'm going to tell you right now. There's a great meme of a photo of somebody sitting in an arena by themselves, right? And they're sitting on the stairs and there's nobody around. And then there's a second photo next to them. And it's that same person surrounded by thousands of people cheering them on. And it was, I forget the wording of the meme, but it says, nobody is watching you when you're doing the work. Mm. They're only there for you when you hit the success. And so all that to say, it was one of those moments where I, I was doing it for ha-has, like just, yeah. just for a joke. And seeing the amount of people that like I haven't heard from in years, mm. and I got DMs from pe- these people, I was like, Thank you. I, you know, I appreciate yeah. it. I don't expect you to pay attention to my life, but it was just that light bulb moment of like people are so much in their own shit in their own world. Like they're not going to care until they have a reason to care. Mm. So all that to say, I manufactured it. I think what's so cool there, one, is just hearing how the backstory and how your brain works around this. It's freaking 
genius. <laughs> Thank the, you. the other thing to the point that you just highlighted there, that is athletics. Like that is there you go. There you go. The story of my life. I put up a a post oh probably about a year ago at this point. And when I first started the Instagram page that I have now, it was very fitnessy. It was very like I just got abs, so I'm gonna take my shirt off and I'm gonna take a picture in the mirror yeah. and like Heck yeah, I'm going to get some, you, brother. Show get it some validation, get some yeah. likes on this thing, you know? Um, but I shied away from that for the past couple of years. And I, every once in a while, we'll, we'll post something. And I posted one a few months ago that was like, what you see is the six-pack in this. What you don't see is the, I like did all the math of all of the minutes that I ever swam all the minutes that I've lifted weights now in the past couple of years, all the miles that I've run, all the miles that I swam. It was, it was pretty cool to break it down. And to your point, I love how you, earlier you said you documented the journey yeah. of the marathon. So yeah. people felt like they had crossed that finish line with you. Yeah. I think we need more of that. I think we need more of that behind the scenes. We need more of the not afraid to go and do something like create your own award and own up to it and be like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. Cause no one has any idea that it wasn't real. I was um, hanging out with our friend Kaylee yesterday yeah. and she was like, Oh, you're interviewing Bobby tomorrow. Like he just won that Spotify award. Go and tell him congrats. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I was like, I'm just going to have to just tell people the story as it rolls. I, I'm like, I'm not going to even make a social media post about it, but it's a great story. Um, it, it's just so perception, man. It's amazing. Uh, that was going to be my comment is I, it's amazing what perception does to our brains. Yes. And I'm, I'm guilty of it to it. There's moments in my life where, you know, I, maybe I don't reach out to somebody and congratulate them along the way, but I reach out to them when I yeah. see them hit the milestone. It's, for me, it's solely just because I'm just head down, just focused on doing what I got to do. But when I see these people hit these achievements, yeah, I know how much work that goes on behind the scenes for these moments. So I want to make sure I'm congratulating them. But yeah, it's it, it really was so. Me and my roommate were just like kind of rifting about it last yesterday and then today. It's just it really just changes your mind of like this the world and how most yeah. people operate. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all about what perception you want to put forward. It's all a um, a quote or a, a poetry piece by, I believe it was either Atticus or NQ. If you, I don't know if you're familiar mm-hmm. with either of those guys. Phenomenal poets, if you mm-hmm. ever get into poetry. Great. Highly recommend. Okay. Um, but I actually listened to a very powerful podcast conversation between the two of them. And what they had said, and this is relates to they were talking about intimacy and building a relationship Mm -hmm. in that sense. And they said real intimacy takes vulnerability to really allow that perception to drop Mm. because if we aren't being authentic in how we are showing up, the people that are seeing it, they're just falling in love with us for the representative that we put forward to be us. Like we need to get rid of that representative and let it just truly be us. And that's, even in this conversation when I'm really jiving, picking up from you is that you are not afraid to put that representative to the side and say, this is me. Yeah. Like this is who Bobby is and take it or leave it. I don't really, I can tell like you don't care if people hear that and they say, Oh my God, he duped me. Yeah. 
I'm not listening to the, the Bearded Man podcast, yeah. which we're going to pause. Everyone go listen to the Bearded Man <laughs> podcast. Fantastic one. Oh, uh, man. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, it's – once again, it, it was just this – it really – when I was getting into the whole content world and like documenting me being the Uber driver, it forced yeah. me to just be my most authentic self where that's exactly it. You're not – what you see online and is mm. hopefully exactly what you're going to feel you get in person because I don't, I don't want to try to portray somebody I'm not. And I yeah. think that works for every area of your life. You know, If you're faking who you actually are – people are going to like you for the person you're truly not. So mm-hmm. if you put out the energy and you're, and you're vulnerable enough vulnerable enough to just be your most authentic self, which is a strong reason of why I create and why I do what I do, the right people are going to align with you. The right, the, the right significant other is going, to, is going to be attracted to you because you are who you are. Your friendships are going to be more aligned. Yeah. You're just wasting time, energy, in your life trying to portray somebody that you're not. Mm. Um, it's a lot of, ener- a lot of wasted energy doing yeah, that. I right? can't, I can't, <laughs> my, my energy awareness is just like, if I feel something that's not, that's mm. pulling energy from me or trying to be like, no, I just, there's not enough time day, in the day, week, month, year to try to be somebody I'm not, or to spend my time with people that I know aren't their most mm. authentic self. And they're trying to be somebody that they're, they're not. Which is challenging, I feel like, in L.A. I've mm-hmm. been thinking, I've been, I look back on my transition out here earlier this year. It's coming up on a year. By the time this goes out, it might be right around that year Great. mark. But, um, yeah, I was kind of blown away when you start to have those interactions where the people that you looked up for, look up to mm-hmm. for a while, you finally are meeting them in person. You're hanging in the same social circles as them. And in some senses there's that letdown of like oh man mm. bobby was this really cool guy online and then i met him in <laughs> he's person full of shit in person he just sucks man <laughs> he's just he's so low energy <laughs> and it's like huh but i don't you know i don't get that from you i think i've been fortunate through the people that i have met out here for the i'd say 90 percent of them haven't been that they've been in total alignment like the person that i get in person is the same that i get online you know why You've been in the West Side, right, for the first year? Yeah. You've been in, all in Venice? All in Venice. That's why. Perfect. Yeah. I picked the good I'm, spot. I'm telling you, I, I've been in here for four <laughs> years. I haven't lived in Venice my entire time. Um, both cities that I lived in before were definitely like the hood, so there wasn't mm. like any people trying to be somebody they're not. But I've spent enough time in Hollywood, West Hollywood, yeah. uh, like the scene part of L.A., and that's all you're going to get. But the one thing that I love the most about the West Side, and it's forever going to be the place that I live if I do live in LA for however long is the west side because it's there's something about this side of town where especially Venice Marina del Rey and and Santa Monica I can't really speak on because I don't have enough experience but Venice this is the hub man and people will sniff out the bullshit and I'd say 99.99 percent of people that I interact with and I come across with in Venice are just who they are this is a very spiritual place where people are just who they are, yeah. they're unapologetic, unapologetic about it, and what you see is what you're gonna get. So I think I think the reason you're finding so many people is you've been able to you put yourself in the right place where this is I would argue the most authentic part of LA. Yeah, and to that point too, what I've noticed here at least on the West Side is most of the people that I'm meeting, they my favorite kind of people in the sense of they're humble and 
you could have a con- sit down and have a conversation with someone at little lunch. Mm-hmm. And you have no idea like their background, their following, whatever it may be. It was just a really good conversation. And then afterwards you like find them on social media. You're like, holy crap, that person has yeah. a million or whatever it may be following. It's like, how? Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I think one of the er- greatest lessons I learned early on about living in LA, maybe this is just any major city is maybe it is just LA, but I will never ever lead off with like, so what do you do? Mm. That is such a, let's go. I love such that. Such a bold <laughs> question in LA because that's essentially for me, it, you're, I could be wrong, but for most people that ask me that question immediately or pretty quickly, it's kind of this just like they're trying to gauge what they can get out of you and who you are and are you the right person they should be spending their time and energy with. So I usually will just give them a high-level conversation, like high-level answer. Like I work in the podcast space. Yeah. Well, what do you do? Well, um, you know, I manage media buying for a brand and I kind of host my own podcast. Okay. And then they start digging more. But I won't ask that for somebody. Like when I meet somebody, I'll say, you know, like how long, where are you from originally? Oh, cool. How long you been in LA for? So X amount of years. Yeah. You still like living here? Like kind of warming them up and like. This is our exact conversation. I'm having deja vu for when we first. (laughs) Probably, probably. And honestly, it's it's funny. Like I think even when we first met, if I'm being completely transparent, I think we brought up podcasting pretty pretty quickly. And I think you had asked me about my podcast journey, and I. It's not that I felt uncomfortable. I just like I don't like talking. Not. Yeah. I'm like so proud of like the fucking work that I put in over these years, but like. I just never want to come across as like, yeah, I've podcasted with these people. And like, yeah. you know, it's just, I don't ever want that to be the perception of like when somebody meets me. So I yeah. think even when we first interacted, like, I think I gave you just very like high level, yeah. like didn't even give you like, and it, it was nothing against you. It's just like, I don't want somebody to think like, oh, he's like, thinks he's cool. Cause he's yeah. interviewed this person. Cause he's just na- he name dropped 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think there's, I don't even think I gave you a name. I just said like the high level, like, yeah, entrepreneurs are like, yeah. you know, creatives and, but that's just me. But I, all this to say, it's, you got to really pay attention to like those first interactions with people make all the difference. Yeah. And, uh, it just comes off as too strong. Like, what do you do? And I get most, maybe some people are really just off. Like, you know, they're, yeah. I'm a people's person. You are too. So maybe we just like, we pay attention to that more, but it's really, really important. I'm, I'm so happy you went there with all of that. Cause I want to ask you my favorite question. Let's hear it. How would you describe yourself without telling me what you do? Damn. You asked this to JT on TikTok the other day. And I was like, that's a really good question. I put him on the spot. <laughs> We're going to put you on the spot, too. Ask me the question one more time. So how do you describe yourself without telling me what you do for a living? That's great. I am somebody that is living my life and sharing my experiences of the lessons that I'm learning along the way with the caveat of I don't have the answers. And I'm not telling you this is the way you should live your life. Mm. I'm just going to share. I I actually posted this yesterday on my Instagram, so it's like great timing. Yeah. But – the whole, you know, I, I made the comment about the, the, in the caption it was like consistency and so important, but listen, I'm not here to tell you guys and gals how to live your life. I'm just sharing my experiences. So I think without telling people what I do, it's just, I'm just documenting. I think that's describing too much. I am just sharing. Yeah. I think sharing is the best word for it. I'm just sharing my experiences along the way in the hopes that it brings value to other people and whether they want to run with it and use it mm. is up to them, but I don't have the answers. I'm just showing and telling from what I'm learning along the way. I freaking love that answer. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I, you do it in a way that is authentic, and it allows other people to see themselves in that journey. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. 
Yeah. It's the biggest thing, I think. I think is, and it's really just been a, it's just been, it's just been learning that along the way. You yeah. know, like not trying to be like, you need to go live your life. You need to do this. You, 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 you. I just try to keep, it's me. But then, but then it's like, it's so ego. Like, is, it, yeah. is he just trying to make it about him? No, I'm not making it about me. I'm just, I don't want to come across as trying to tell somebody how to live their life. Yeah. I'm just trying to show them what I'm learning along, along the way, you know, um, the, like just do what you got to do, but here, yeah. this is what I'm learning. The best way I've gotten okay with that and really the visual that I tell myself every time that I'm coming on and even on this and on the, on the podcast or whether I'm showing up on social is I'm the waiter at the end of your meal that's offering you dessert and I'm not hurt if you don't take the dessert and I'm not you know, celebrating if you do take the dessert. I'm just offering something that might serve you in that moment. Wow. And some days it might resonate with you. Some days it might not. I'm going to keep showing up every day, though. And one of these days, something that I'm offering will serve you. Wow. Whenever you need to hear it. That's that's a great, great way to look at it. I'm going like, to go put my weight. I got the, the black and white on right now, so, you know. <laughs> sometimes you want the dessert. Sometimes you're not ready for it. Yeah. But it's always there if you want it. Yeah, 100%. And that's what I love about your content, man. It's like I said earlier, I can count on it being there. Yeah. Do I, you know, some, I think when I ran into you and Yuli running, yeah. I hadn't been running a ton. And then I saw you guys and I saw you post about it afterwards. And I go, you know, this afternoon I'm going to get back out and run again. It had been a few weeks since I had gone for a run. Yeah. I was like, cool. That serves me. Other days, I'm like, "Man, Bobby's running again." I'm like, okay, <laughs> I don't, I don't need this right now. But yeah. no, it's it's cool to see. I want to kind of rewind a little bit and double click on to your point of pe- being in big cities because I figured this coming from the DC area, it's mm-hmm. huge there. And my experience was when people ask you what you did, they were doing so in a hopes that one job title this is why i asked the question the way that i do earlier they were hoping that that job title could hopefully sum up the entirety of who bobby is mm. so that i can make a faster decision and, and judge whether i'm like i want to let this guy into my life or i don't want to let this guy in my life mm-hmm. what i experienced in dc oftentimes there was a period of time where postgrad for me i was lifeguarding 40 hours a week and then i was starting a swim coaching business as well but the swim coaching business was six hours i told everyone i was a full-time swim coach but really what i was doing to like have benefits 401k all that good stuff i was lifeguarding now it felt absolutely miserable being 24 years old sitting in a lifeguard chair watching old people swim back and forth but it's so funny to me when i was living in dc at the time and i would meet people out mostly and they would ask me that question i would tell them that's what i do immediately it was like oh the conversation just kind of died the lifeguarding or the the both either to be honest either they would have been one and the same um but the like energy in the conversation i could tell the interest from that other person was very rarely reciprocated Mm -hmm. and to me that was always like huh well, that's probably a red flag of like I shouldn't be pursuing a either a deeper relationship or whatever yeah. between these people, but that's a a lot of where my personal distaste towards asking someone what they do, because I think it is us just as humans trying to grasp a quick 
you know, snapshot of who you are. Yeah. Save ourselves the trouble, save ourselves the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, the thing is, at least what I've learned is there's always value to like from all different types of people. Mm. Um, there was this one podcast I did a couple years ago and it still rings true today. This guy, his name's Rhetoric. He was the um, DJ for Logic for mm, yeah, a yeah. long time, right? And they Logic's still... from my hometown. Those, oh, yeah, those guys yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, Maryland. Boom, makes dude, sense. I, I saw Logic when there was like 100 people in the wow, crowd. That is, that's dope. epic. Uh, his DJ on the podcast said something along the lines of, I don't care if your passion is making cardboard boxes. If you mm. can tell me everything about this cardboard box, where it's manufactured, why this material is chosen versus other materials. If you could tell me everything about that cardboard box, that's the person I want to be around because mm. that's passion. That is somebody that wakes up every day and, and has purpose to what they do. And, and I think that is just so true for people. Like mm. even if you are the lifeguard, even if you are the swim coach, if you're somebody that loves that and I can feel that from you, yeah, you're the type of person I want to be around. It doesn't matter if I'm not trying to be a swim coach mm. or I'm trying to be a lifeguard. There's an aura, there's an energy to you that that's the type of energy I want to be around. Now, there's going to be somebody out there that is a, is a lifeguard and hates it, and yeah. it's not the thing they want to that do. That's me. You're going <laughs> to feel yeah. that energy. And, may, and maybe I – it's not that I'm, I'm like I don't think anything of them. It's yeah. just it, if that energy isn't reciprocated where I'm like giving, 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 and I'm not feeling anything back. Yeah. I, it won't – it's just it might not last. But if I meet you and you're just like I'm the swim coach – we're doing X amount of meter, blah, 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 and you're yeah. just like crushing. I'm just like, fuck yeah, dude, let's keep going, right? Like, you know, I want that. So, yeah. At the end of the day, it's like, how, you know, even when I was the Uber driver, I sold that shit, man. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm the world's favorite Uber driver. And people are like, nah, right. I'm like, I literally. Did you make the award too? I did. Did you make the sticker? This one I have uh. in my car, though. At 2018, yo, 2018, I was. This one I didn't make, so that was a good question. <laughs> uh, top 2% Uber driver in the world in 2018. Let's great. go. That's um, awesome. And I leaned into it. Just leaned into it. Like, yeah. this is who I am. I'm the Uber driver. I podcast as well. And if you don't want to fucking believe in who I'm becoming, great. Yeah. Just wait. Awesome. You can catch the next driver. <laughs> cancel. Get cancel out of the, the trip, car. man. Yeah. But I'm not going to cancel it because, you know, you, you want the money. I want the money. The, yeah. <laughs> I need the money. Not want it. I need it. <laughs> I need it. Yeah, those are the worst Uber drivers. I'm glad to hear you're not one of them. No. You know, I, I, you know, I had somebody that day joke. They said, "Can you, can you get back to driving Uber? Like, there's not enough drivers on the road." And I said, "Would you ever go back to that?" Well, here's I, the I don't even. I don't I have. Really. A, I have a 19,002 tattooed on my right arm. That was the most. That was the total number of Uber drives in my life that I ever did. But um, I hope that I make an, enough smart decisions in my life that I never have to go back to it. Mm. If if there was ever a moment that I had to, I wouldn't judge myself and I wouldn't think I'm less than anybody else. Mm. Things happen and, you know, if it's something I can't control and I was the Uber driver again, then I'd have to cross this number out and get the updated number. But I hope that through strategic decision making and setting myself up that, mm. um, you know, I, I, I'm proud of that chapter. Yeah. I'll never, ever try to hide it. And, th- and dismiss it and act yeah. like it didn't happen. I have nothing but great things to say about Uber because of what that platform allowed me to do. It allowed me to prioritize my creative career and working around people's schedules to you know yeah. do the podcast whenever they could do it, and then I would drive Uber after. So I have nothing but the utmost respect for what that yeah. platform provided for me and for other rideshare and all these apps where people can click in and make money. It's 
Yeah. It's really beautiful. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. And I, as soon as I asked that last question, I kind of hated myself for the wording of it in a sense of, I don't think it would be going back. I think it would just be, would you pick that up again mm. in a sense? And to your, I would prefer it to be asked that way because yeah. I think to your point, each chapter that we live in our lives serves us to a certain degree, serves us to a purpose. Totally. You know, the, for me, the chapter of being a lifeguard and swim coach, that served me. Yeah. Until it didn't anymore. Totally. The chapter of you being an Uber driver served you. Yeah. Until it didn't anymore. Totally. And now that you're on to another chapter, doesn't mean that you can't pull on themes and things that worked for you in the past. You can. It's not necessarily going back, but it's just it's picking it back up. I think that way about swimming a lot for me personally. Mm. I don't have the same passion and desire to go and swim every single day yeah. like I once did. Yeah. However, I'm not afraid to go back to pick it back up again. Yeah. I caught myself there. Yeah. When I need it. Yeah. When I'm going through some shit in my life, when things are going absolutely not my way, I know that I can hop in the, that ocean a block from here. Mm-hmm. And it, my problems go away yeah. for a second. I'm able to just drop into really being present. I think that's a really powerful thing. Yeah. I mean, going off that, I think, especially with the new year coming and maybe by the time people hear this in the new year. Yeah. Um, building new habits and anything like that. It's, you know, when we get started with something and we stop, right, the momentum yeah. slows down. And so I think that is an important mindset to have is you can always pick up where you left off. Like there's no judgment. There's no need to beat yourself up. Maybe you haven't been swimming for six weeks, right? Or yeah. eight weeks or whatever the number long, is, it's right? It's been longer than that. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but, <yeah>. but here's <laughs> the thing. You know that you have the ability at any moment in time to flip that switch yeah. and to get out in the ocean today if you wanted to. And if yeah. you choose not to, that's fine as well. But I think it's a really important mindset to have is that when you're when you're doing something, workout routines, dating, career chasing, whatever it is, like you start to build some steam, some momentum, and you and everything's going smooth. And then something happens and you you, know, you have to forget about it for some time. But – then you create this excuse like, ah, it's been so long. I don't know if yeah. I can do it, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, just flip the switch and just literally pick up where you left off. So I think that's a really uh, – especially once you go into the new year, that's a, similar to what you're saying. Like that's a very important mindset to have. Yeah. I mean you got the tools. You've used the tools. You have yeah. familiar, familiarity around those tools. Yes, they might be a little rusty, but totally. you still – like I look at swimming for me. Like I still know how to swim better than – 99% of the people of that walk this earth, maybe even more yeah, <laughs> than that. You it. know what I mean? I believe it. Um, so it doesn't matter how long it's been in between. It will be rusty, but I can still kind of hang my hat on some, some of that accomplishments in the past. Um, I don't even know what we're at on time. Oh, perfect. We're <laughs> How's at, it we're, looking? Yeah, we're looking good. We're looking good. I <laughs> uh, want to be mindful of obviously your time it's and all good, you baby. coming in here, man. Um, one of the last things I want to ask you before we end rapid fire, hop in that ice bath and really Can't wait. get freaking chilly yeah, as baby. we go Dial the rest in. of the day here. You mentioned you're big on the, the winning your morning and the morning routine. Yeah. How has your morning routine evolved to what it is now? Mm. And how do you, you determine what goes into your morning routine? And obviously it's changed over the years. Mm. How do you man? How do you get okay with it changing? Yeah. It's a great question. I'd say, uh, in short, it's just been trial and error. Mm. Um, when I was living in Boston, jumpstarting my creative career, I'd wait. I, I, it seems insane to me now that I think back on it. I would wake up, 
and within five minutes I was at my laptop trying to punch out creative ideas. Yeah. Never again will that ever happen. And it's just been a trial and error of like, mm. uh, you know, one thing I will say about the morning routines or just routines in general, every person's different. You yeah. have to find what works for you. And so for me, it's always been this constant game of changing things up. Like even recently, I used to meditate right after I'd work out because it was a way to, for me to uh, to slow my body down after, you know, cranking up the endorphins before I go, go into the shower. But then I was also like, this is a weird time to meditate because my mind is already firing from all the endorphins. Like, yeah. I don't like this. So then I, you know, I was doing that consistently for months. And then recently I was like, nope, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to do it right when I wake up. And it's been a, it's been a good change. So for me, it's just constantly just paying attention. Like, does this feel forced? Do I feel like this is perfect? Mm. Do, am I getting value from this? If I'm not, maybe I get rid of it. Like, just constantly listening. And so it very much feels the same now where it's like I wake up um, – I meditate for 10 minutes. I'll have a, a very light breakfast. I'll journal for 10 minutes. I'll do creative work for 60 to 90 minutes. Then I'll work out for 60 minutes. Then I'll shower. True breakfast. The day begins. That's like a mm. three-hour process right there. And that's that feels good to me. But yeah. in two months from now, you might hit me up and it could be this different. might have changed. This might be before. Today was the first time in a long time where – I pushed the workout to 11 a.m. I just like Ooh. I wanted to get up and just yeah. create. I, I, I had a, I had certain things on the calendar. I was like trying to fit in a workout in between this time and this time just feels kind of forced. I don't want to just wake up and work out right now. I need to be yeah. up for a little while before I get in the sweat. And I was like, you know what? Perfect. I'm just going to push that to later in the day, and I'm just going to go head down. And I just crush through a bunch of things. And, it, and it's having that flexibility. It's having that ability to listen to your body, listen to your mind, and – and make those adjustments in real time. For the most part, that's that routine I laid out. Yeah. That's 95% of the time the same routine. And I know where I'm supposed to be and when, so it just builds that momentum for the day. But then mm. I have that flexibility and I don't beat myself up where it's like, yeah, I feel weird going on a run at 11 a.m., but I'm not mad about it. So yeah. I think it's just you have to just test and try and figure out what works for you. And when you find it, double down on it. And when you feel like you need to make the change, then make the change. Yeah. I think when we had – when I was on your show mm -hmm. and we had that conversation around the sandbox and, yeah, and sand, playing yeah, around, yeah, it's exactly. like, it's so nice. It's nice to have the structure, but at the same time, it, the structure shouldn't handcuff you at any point in time. Totally. Like, you know what we all ultimately know what serves us best. We, most of us just don't actually act on it. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. So the fact that you have the level of awareness that you have to really actually listen to your intuition and yeah, today it could be an 11 a.m. run. We choose. Could baby. be a 7 a.m. run. Yeah. And other days, like whatever. I've seen it on yeah. on all different times yeah. for you. What I think is beautiful is you have the discipline to actually stay consistent. Yeah. Which some people lack. That's one of the things that I noticed, at least in the short time of getting to know you and being really an observer mm. of your content and how you show up, is the consistency. Mm. For someone that's struggling with consistency. No, this is going to drop right around the new year. What would your be your number one piece of advice be to start to dial in mm. that consistency? There's a there's a picture frame above my desk, and it's the re daily reminder to me: giant leaps begin with small steps. Mm. And so, when you're trying to make a change in your life and you're trying to add a new habit, it is overwhelming. I get it. I think what's really important is when you decide on something that you want to add to your life, that you want to stay consistent with, 
you spend a moment, a couple minutes, and you just either close your eyes or just think about it. What does the end, what does that finish line look like, mm. right? For me, let's use running the marathon. Like I can feel that emotion of running 26.2 miles and crossing that finish line. I know that's what I want to do at the end of the day. Okay. I know where I'm going. Great. So there's going to be a lot of time in between. There's going to be a lot of work that needs to get done. Mm. But what can I control in this moment? Let's just focus on that. Matter of fact, what can I control in just this day ahead of me? And this day ahead of me, I can go for a run. I don't have to worry about the 600 runs I need to go on for that training to get to the marathon. I need to go on a run. And when you break things down into the very small steps, Mm. the small things that you can do in your day, it will make everything so much more manageable that it won't feel overwhelming. Mm. And I would say to go off of that, what helps stay consistent is a thing called the two-day rule where – Depending on what it is, maybe you don't utilize it or not, but I would say the two-day rule goes like this. You're allowed to take a day off anytime you want. Fitness, working out, mm. starting a passion project, whatever it is. But you're never allowed to miss two days in a row. Mm. And so it may not feel like anything in the, in the short term, but what that's going to do is that that's going to hold you consistent over the coming weeks, over the coming yeah. months, and then you're going to see that progress. So all that to say, I think – you need to think big picture for 5% of the time and maybe every morning you wake up and you visualize and you spend five minutes closing your eyes and just thinking about what does the finish line look like and whatever bucket it is in your life, you then go, cool, I know where I'm headed, understand that. I'm not there yet, not a problem. What can I do today? Mm. And don't worry about the week, don't worry about next week, this month. What can I do today and cross off that, cross that write it down on, on a sticky note and cross it off every day because it's gonna, you're going to feel that momentum get, go and it's going to feel incredible just like I did it. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you stay consistent over a long period of time, it then goes from this new thing that you add into your life to then a routine, which is like part of your day, to then just a habit where it's non-negotiable for me to go on a run. It's non-negotiable for me to podcast mm-hmm. twice a week. It's non-negotiable for me to eat healthy for 80% of the week. It just then becomes part of your life. But – it's tough in the beginning. It, it, everyone deals with it. I deal with yeah. it myself, but I then just remind myself, what can I do today that's going to set me up for tomorrow? Yeah, the better you understand where your actual current starting point is, yeah, the more you can set yourself up for success in that journey, yeah. in that plan. I, I love the two-day rule. It's um, great. I learned it from a creator named Matt Diavella. I would highly suggest anyone listening, check him out on YouTube. He's done productivity and uh, health hacks and habits and um, – He's a filmmaker, but I think his content can be used for anybody out there mm. with any aspirations and goals. doesn't matter your industry. Just his structure of the way he's you know, built his life, it's, it's a very strong cement that I think you, yeah. a lot of people can learn from and then implement that into whatever they're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge. I personally don't love New Year's resolutions because Start they, today. they are that mountain. Start today. And we, we look up that mountain and we say, I don't know if I can run every day for the next year. Doesn't you don't have to? Yeah, you can run today. Yeah, if it's I, running I, or whatever it is, you know. Yeah, I I have love for people because I, I think it's because we're both just very like when we know we want to change something, we just do it, right? Mm-hmm. We don't need a time of day, day of week. We just decide, boom, we discipline, we go, right? So I get it. People, it, people need that moment. They need that refresh button, yeah. but also know that. Maybe you're listening to this episode and we're halfway through 2022. Hello. Hope it's going great. Uh, 
just know that you don't need to wait for the new year. You don't need to wait for next month. You don't need to wait weeks. You can just decide in this moment, yeah. right now, whatever day of the week it is, whatever time of year it is, right now, you want to make that change, do it. It doesn't yeah. have to be the New Year's resolution. It could just be in this moment in time. You deciding this is what you want, this is what I'm going to do, boom, flip the switch. Do, do what you got to do. Every day is a blank page. It's yeah. a bl- blank page that we get to write the story on there. And it's, yeah, it's tough. Our brains psychologically love starting points and yeah. fresh chapters. It's why the first of the month, we always, our motivation is always at the highest. Yep. New Year's, birthday, yeah. you know, whatever it may be, arbitrary holiday, whatever it is. Like when we have that end goal in mind, we get a little bit more jazzed up. Yeah. What I would encourage people to do is under, take that understanding and leverage it yeah. to their advantage instead of having that be like, I want to just keep kicking it yeah. down the road, create some sort of new page. Yeah. It's Monday. Fuck yeah, Let's it's Monday. It. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, Bobby, man, we're about to hit this ice bath and Can't do the wait. rapid fire in there. So there'll be like a weird morning the listeners will it be a little weird audio transition because we're going to take these <laughs> maybe like a 10 second little music clip get them we're going to take these headphones in. off and we're just going to record on the gopro because unfortunately these things are beautiful but they're not Do waterproof not water. so we can uh, uh set up here Woo! oh yeah oh yeah all right dialed in dialed in cooling it down Winding down the episode, my man. It's great. I got the fast five for you. One sentence, rapid fire. One sentence, one word, up to you. Favorite podcast that you jam out to? Recently, Jay Shetty, on purpose. Ooh, good choice, good choice. Best book you've read in the past year? Oh, fuck, they would have been Jay Shetty. You could also be Jay um, Shetty. You could be a big Jay Shetty guy. Fuck, that's such a good question. <laughs> The longer you take, the longer we're in the ice bath. Go one more, Nick Bear. Ooh, good choice, good choice. Um, motto that you live by, number stay, three. Stay dialed in. Let's go. <laughs> I could have guessed that one. could have guessed that one. Woo! What is something you can't live without? People. Ooh, love that. We haven't gotten that one on the show. Mm-hmm. Last one, number five. We're hitting the new year. What's the intention heading into that new year? Just decided today. Perfect timing. Let go. Let go of expectations. Let go of this narrative that I make up in my mind. Let go of where I think I'm supposed to be. Let go of the decisions and things that I cannot control. Just let go. Mm. Let go of being cold right now. Baby. Yeah, you're fucking dialed. Oh, you're shaking <laughs> out. You're like, this is not my first rodeo. Let's go. <laughs> Second one today. Bobby. Yeah, baby. Thanks for getting chilly with me, man. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I want to acknowledge you, man, for just, like I said throughout, the consistency, the transparency. You're not afraid to let people in on the journey with you. Mm. And it is something that I really admire in you. So I just want to acknowledge you for the way that you're showing up, the way that you showed up today, and the no- the knowledge, the nuggets, everything you shared today, man. I appreciate it. Where can people find more of you? Oh, they don't want keep more. Up they, with don't, they, they, don't, they need they, more they don't of want you. More of me, dude. Um, I'm gonna tell them that, and then I want to acknowledge you. Um, the simplest way is just at Bob A. I think if you Google that, you're gonna find me. B O three B's four A's and a Y. That's a whole nother story for another day. It's aggressive. Once again, B O three B's four A's and a Y. Uh, you can find me 
any platform uh, just by searching that. Or if you want to check out the podcast, it's the Bearded Man Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, all that, all that jazz. And uh, you can, if you want to lead off with the right episode, go listen to the episode I have with Corey uh, from Let's a couple go. months ago. So just scroll through and, and you'll find it. But before we cut out completely, I want to acknowledge you because uh, I'm a big fan of you. And first off, I appreciate the words and I appreciate uh, everything you've just said. But you're very much doing exact like we are very much cut from the same cloth and yeah. i think once again being some my roommate asked me like oh where are you going i'm going to do a podcast well with who what's the story what's the deal and the one thing that i really love about you and what you're what you're building with this brand and this podcast is once again as i had said earlier like athletes have a certain they're cut from a certain cloth and it doesn't matter the level of which you compete or got to in your life. Yeah. There is something to be said about it. And I think you are leading by example for people out there that spent so much of their lives chasing a sport and maybe aren't mm. pursuing it farther and now go, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I, I, I spent so much time doing this. So uh, I just want to say that I think you're building something really important that the world needs. And you're doing a fantastic job as an interviewer, as a content creator, as a person. And you're just as disciplined. I see you out here training for the awesome marathon. I think my man's at 10 months of no booze. I mean, that takes an, a, a, a huge amount of yeah. discipline. You are very much cut from the same class to so know that the love is, is very mutual, man. Dude, I appreciate and receive all of that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. And also, if you're listening, go leave this man a review oh. on the iTunes podcast app because that <laughs> shit actually matters so much. So. If you enjoy this episode, you need to do Corey the favor. He's not going to ask you, so I'm going to ask you. Go to the iTunes podcast app. Scroll to the very bottom. There's five stars. Make sure you hit five. It's going to say write a review. You can honestly put one word. You want to put one word? Put the one word that you got from this episode. Dialed. Dialed. Yes. I will check back in every couple months, and if I see dialed, I'll be fired up. But if not, if you want to write something lengthy, there's so much work that happens behind the scenes for these episodes. So do this man a favor and leave him just one sentence review on what you enjoy on this podcast. We're just going to clip that and loop it, man. Loop it. Thank you, because I forget that every single time. So there I it appreciate is. Just it. Loop it man. every episode. All Ooh, right. This guy talking. That's not Corey. Guys, remember, you're tuned in to Forever Athlete Radio. Together we go far. Bob A., thanks for coming on here, Honor, my man. Brother. This is a great time. Fired up. <laughs>